Hello, 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 and welcome, welcome, welcome to WDGS on your social media platform. This is your girl, Fabulous Freda, always your host that's delighted to bring you the most of what did God say. And what did God say? I tell you, I tell you, one of the things that I have been encountering is a shift in in my innermost parts of my being. It's surrounded in the area of my heart and my lungs. And I've been encountering a pain for about two weeks, probably. It, It feels like it could be something lodged in my lungs or it can be Because your heart, you know, have different things that move from the front to the back. But anyway, in these two weeks, you know, I've been having a lot to think about when it comes to life. Mainly it all started, you know, if you haven't been listening in or tuning in the beginning of the year. And I begin to feel something I've never, ever, ever listened to me experience before. I've heard people talk about it, but I was never one to fret or worry. You know, I believed in living those three L's, live, love, and laugh. And I have executed that from a little bitty girl. When everybody in the neighborhood wanted to fall out with one another about petty stuff, I believed in living, loving, and laughing. I love laughter. I enjoy laughter. I love living. And I definitely enjoy loving. I just couldn't understand how people could hate. You know, I'm like, I I couldn't, I never could fathom what could anybody do so cruel that you still living and breathing in a world where it's always, always an ever-present God that you got to allow yourself to hate. I even knew that coming up, my grandmother used to say, "Mm, God help me today. That hate was a word you just couldn't say to people. It was like a curse word. You know, you listen to kids and and when you kids and they get angry and they say, I hate you. You know, that was grounds to be grounded. It's just certain words we could never, ever, ever use to express our emotions into other people. For example, we could never say the word ugly. We couldn't say that. Even if something was ugly, even if a person was ugly, even if something they was wearing was ugly, there were just words, oh God help me today, that you did not use. There was words like your mama, oh God help me today. I don't know whether or not any old school listeners really, really recall how intense that through them words was your mama, your mama, not your. You didn't even have to pronunciate it correctly. 
But if it came out of your mouth, let me tell you something. I'm serious. This thing used to be so serious. That was the most fighting words. That was the word if you want to die and leave here. If it came out your mouth, it was going down. Even if the person was a, a, a small, small person and the other person was a big, tall giant, it did not matter in our time. You just couldn't talk about your mama. Hello. Even if she was a drunk, even if she was an alcoholic, even if she was a mean person, even if she was, you know, like back in the days, people used to say, oh, them person, they, they, that house like a haunted house. And people might have thought that that haunted house, that lady was a witch that stayed up. But if she had some children that came to school, you just didn't talk about their mama. It didn't matter. I don't think people understand. And then I look around in the world now, you know, because I be, I be, I be watching. See, a lot of stuff you don't need to ask a question. You just got to sit back and watch. I don't know how many times I can stress to people that observation can bring you power. You don't have to be asking questions all the time. Just observe. My God. So when I talk about live, laugh, and love, it comes from observation. Sometimes I be wondering, are people really that oblivious? So I was talking with the older person, one of my elders, the other day. And these are some of the things we was bouncing off like. She said, well, what happened? You know, in this world. People used to be scared to talk about their mama. I said, well, you know, people used to be scared of God. <laughs> so God help me today. But now it's like people have no respect for God. You don't hear me now. I remember growing up where well, it was certain questions. We just wasn't allowed to ask God. This is how we were taught. We were taught to fear God. We was taught to fear your parents. Because we was taught that if you got out of the will of, of mistreating your parents, you brought a curse over your life. See, this is the, and you died at an early age. Oh, I, I hope somebody grabbed this. We were taught that. See, we were taught that no matter what kind of mama you got, oh, God, help me today. You don't teach your children to disrespect your mama. You don't teach your children. No matter what kind of mama, no matter what kind of daddy, you just didn't teach them that. And that's one of the things people could never understand. And they be like, well, times had changed. But, honey, it didn't change with our freedom. Because it, it didn't matter what kind of daddy my children had. I still told them to respect them. Even now as grown-ups, it didn't matter what you see me do. Why you going to run around and talk about me? That, that was the worst thing that you can do. Oh, God, help me today. I got to preach today. I got to preach this, this, this message. Because people not literally seeing what's before them. 
And they think it's okay, but it's not okay. Let me tell y'all, it's not okay. When you done got bamboozled by the devil, because that's all it is, to think that God is not a promise keeper. This is what a problem is. Oh, God, help me today. The problem isn't as much as the people doing what they doing, but the problem is you don't respect God enough to do what you're doing. See, because this is the thing about people, about people, about people. I learned, I learned, I learned, I learned, I was told. And see, this is the thing about life. All of us come here for a predestined purpose. So you're going to find some people, you know, kids, that's little kids. They smarter than other kids. They comprehend better than other kids. And that was one of the things I thought, even with raising my kids, when you raise kids, you, your kids, you all love them equal, but you cannot treat them equal. And I'm going to tell you why. Because sometimes some kids are just born with the, with the smartness. And so I always watch how my kids, the ones that begin to talk early. If you could talk to me at eight months old and I can understand what you're saying, then I know I can teach you how to go to the pot pot. See, it, it, it to me, it don't make sense. If a person child is two years old, I just say to me now. And they not going to sit on the pot, but they can say everything else with their mouth. It's something wrong with that, that, that parental teaching. In my opinion, let me throw this out there. In my opinion, that's a lazy parent. And, that, and this, is what, this is what society. See, you can blame it on these young kids as much as you please. But then even in that these parents are going to have the answer to God for a lot of the messed up, jacked up, tore up stuff that they do. And this is what I was saying to my elder the other day when she was saying, well, I just don't understand. I said, well, first and foremost, I'm going to just break it down for me. We don't teach them how to be thankful in everything. Be thankful you got a mother, even if she ain't the best mother. Be thankful you have a daddy, even if he's not the best daddy. You know why? Because without a mother and a daddy, you wouldn't be here. Hello. You wouldn't even exist. You wouldn't even exist to be mad, to be angry, to be sad, to be happy. You wouldn't be here. And I don't think people teach that anymore. This is why the Bible said we should honor our mother and our father. If you don't like them, don't deal with them. But if it wasn't for them, because I don't know what people get it twisted to think that uh, 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 people got to raise their kids. There are trillions of children that wasn't raised by their biological mama and daddy and don't know them, still don't know them. And some of them, when they get grown, they don't want to know them. I'm just saying hello. But if you know them and they know you, there's an accountability. When you thank God for your life, every time you thank God, listen to me, you got to grab this. Every time you thank God for your life, how can you escape the fact that a mama and a daddy played a part 
They played a part because God picked them. Otherwise, you would not be here. So in our time, even with my mother not raising me, my grandmother, see, this is what I'm saying. She taught me that no matter what, though, you don't disrespect her. Did she do things that hurt my feelings? Absolutely. But I was still obedient. And that's what the problem is with a lot of people. They don't teach their children how important obedience is. And when you're obedient to what your mother teaches you or your daddy teaches you when they're teaching you the right thing, hello, and I hope they do, that's where you grow and be blessed from. And so I taught my children, no matter what, even if your daddy is not there, that doesn't give you the right to be disrespectful because that's still your daddy. And then definitely the people that are there who raised you when they could have walked away, who took care of you when they could have been real cruel. When they could have fed you from a baby cat food and you wouldn't even know that. I'm just saying because cat food don't kill everybody. It might make them sick. But if you don't have enough money. See, it, it amazed me how uh, 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 people don't realize that everybody raising children cannot even afford to raise them. Some of them can't afford to even when they made the babies. But we get to a place, we do the best we can, and we'll make sacrifices on top of sacrifices. How did we do that and why? Oftentimes, it's even not for ourselves. That's what you do when you love your children. You make all kind of sacrifices. And they don't even understand that they're sacrifices. But then they get they get grown and they think that it's okay. No, it's not. Let me tell you why. Because for everything everybody does, there is a punishment. That's a promise from God. And so this is why I, I, I couldn't mis- mistreat my mama. I couldn't mistreat my daddy who was never there. My daddy was never in my life until I got to be a teenager. And you know, when he showed up, I embraced him. I didn't badger him. Like a lot of these children, they want to badger their parents. They want to ask them all these jacked up, messed up, toe up questions. That's badgering. Why should it matter if you live, learn to love? I've never seen kids that think that their parents got to answer all these questions about stuff. What, what your childhood, now that you've grown, can do? You can't undo nothing in your childhood for it to matter and you good and grown. But I'm going to tell you what has happened. Let me tell you. Like I told her later, a lot of people being diagnosed with stress. A lot of people being diagnosed with, with depression. A lot of being people being diagnosed with PTS. You know why? Because they're not raised to respect God, to respect parents. And these are the, these are the side effects. Everything got a side effect, honey. It ain't just a pill. Hello. 
Everything got a side effect. Oh, God, help me today. Everything you do got a side effect. If it's anything to do with inside of our bodies, food got a side effect. Liquids got a side effect. It just depends on if you ingesting the right thing or the wrong thing. Hello. I want to talk to you briefly on how to avoid stressing over what they say. Because see, it's a lot of people put the wrong things in their system. And I'm not just talking about appeal, okay? They put the wrong words in their system. They put the wrong thoughts in their system. They put the wrong stink, but nasty attitudes in their system. And they let the wrong things come out their mouth. What the Bible said, how can you bring forth bitter and sweet water from the same fountain? That's why everybody cannot lead our freedom. They cannot lead me from the back door to the back porch. Because one minute I hear them preaching the gospel and the next minute I hear them fussing like and sounding like raving wolves. You don't hear me now. And I be sitting back listening like, for real though? What's up with that? <laughs> it amazed me how many Dr. Jekyll and, and Mr. Hyde personalities coexist. And you know where that comes from? That's them side effects. You know, people want to call it bipolar. One minute they say, I love everybody and you can't do nothing about it. And God knows. And the, and the next minute, they, they talking about their mama like a dog. They hate their daddy because they wasn't there. And they use it to me. I'm just saying to me. As a mental crutch. My daddy wasn't there. But you think that made me run around the world and hate every daddy? No, absolutely not. It's something to me to be said. About an underlining stress. That's what I call it. This is why I'm telling you. How do you avoid overstressing? That's stress. And no doubt in my mind. Anytime you got a person to harbor, to hate, to be unforgiving. That person, they got some side effects inside of them. It's something inside of their organs, their heart, their mind. So when I was coming up to me, everything was about joy, love, and happiness. My mom and dad wasn't there for birthdays. They weren't there for Christmas. And my grandmother and granddaddy, they had such a generational gap. You know what I'm saying? They was just present. But they didn't talk and talk to, to us like people think they got to just sit down and talk to kids. Just let the kids be kids. It don't, they don't need all that, that medication and those conversations that grown-ups want to give them. But I want to talk to you. I want to give you three, 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 three pointers. How to avoid stressing over what anybody say. You know, it amazes me when I was speaking to one of my elders the other day. She said, you know, she asked me a question. About somebody who constantly uh, uh, mentions me, but in such a negative light. And she said, she said, she said, she said, why do they, everybody, listen, I'm, I'm just going to quote what they say. Everybody say, everybody.
every time this particular person show up, they always bring your name up. They said, they said, Alfreda, people so sick of her. They so sick of her and she need to get somewhere and sit at because every time she said, even the people that pull the conversation, you know how people do. If you mention somebody, pull the conversation. Oh, well, let me see what all I can get from her. What else she going to talk about? What else she going to tell? Oh, did she mention Alfreda? And they said, everybody. And I said to them, I said, listen, for years, for years, for years, I know. You just might be receiving it, but I've been receiving it. And when I say from years, from knee high to a duck, and I don't even understand why, because I'm nobody's God. I, I, you know what? I love people. I love my grandmother. But if I don't have anything good to testify about her raising me, there's some things that weren't good. But you know what? I don't even talk about them. It's a choice that people make because, see, we understood, we grew up in a time, I'm telling you, to avoid stress, you must understand God is a promise keeper. And God is going to keep his promise. And this is the first promise that most children learn as children. Honor your mother and your father. That your days will be long upon the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee. Now, we learn that kind of stuff in Sunday school. And if you didn't learn it in Sunday school, somebody told you that. Now, because you choose to disregard that, that's a promise that attached to your life. And so many times we want to pinpoint what to put the blame. But most people don't want to start with examining their own ways. People get sicknesses. People get disease. People get short-lived because they are taught to be disrespectful. So it shortens their days. Y'all don't understand the concept. We're not responsible for life. God is responsible for our lives. We are to search our purpose. For being in this earth. To ignite God's inner power in our lives. That we may be instrumental for the purpose that God positioned us on this earth to do. And we'll avoid that. And we'll think life is about our mama and our daddy. And because either or was absent, we feel that we got to go through this world. And feel like we didn't learn all the right lessons. Baby, they been putting books out. They've been putting, putting, putting YouTube, been out for years. It don't make sense to me to hear all these watered down excuses that people want to make about their own mind, body, soul, and spirit because of an absence of a mother or a daddy. For real though? There's too many tools to learn. You know how much stuff I had to learn without my mama or my daddy teaching me? If I had to wait on my mama and daddy to teach me how to be a parent, I'm just saying, my children would have been homeless and hungry. It's time not, in other words, to stop making excuses. A lot of the time we can avoid stress when we change our own ways. Let me give you number one. The first way I was taught to avoid stress 
And you're not going to believe it. That's why sometimes I listen and I look at people and I be like, with this look on my face, that's why sometimes I, I, I'm in this zone now. I'm trying to avoid as much public appearance, even on my social media platform. Because for years, people told me that I wear my words on my face. And, and I tend to pay attention to that now. And when I think about something I learned, and I, I don't know if you could say I learned it, but something from a little kid that was said to me. See, that's why it's important who get in your ear. Who gets in your ear can empower you or weaken you. I'm telling you, that's the God heaven truth. Whoever you let get in your ear. And one thing about people getting in Alfreda ear from a little girl. You couldn't tell me nothing to think I need to listen to you. When you doing equal what I'm doing or worse. That I don't understand the concept or logic in you helping me. Now, I'm going to filter what anybody say. But I'm saying, if you've never been married, if you've never made a vow to God and kept it, because that's the important thing about marriage, okay? It's not just a person. It's about you made this vow to God. And you don't know how to keep a vow to God. I don't expect you to keep now promise you made to me. Okay, hello. I'm just saying the logical sense. And this is how you tell people with these side effects. I'm talking about inward, heart, mind, and body, and soul. You know, so then I, 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 I know my grandmother used to say, listen to me. The number one way I learned to avoid stress. Let me give it to you. God sits high and he looks low. That may sound like a, a simple cliche. God sits high and he looks low. Listen to me. There's a scripture in the Bible. How God sits high and looks low. I think it's Psalms 119, 114. So anyway, I used to go to football games, basketball games. Listen to me. Ninth grade. You know, in the ninth grade, we're in high school. And I could never understand why my grandmother didn't go. She never, ever, ever came to a football game, a basketball game. My grandmama didn't really go to a whole lot of stuff that we participated in, that, that I can recall. Except for one thing, she came to our Christmas concert. I think that's about the only thing she came to. And, and, and that was only once a year. At the school. Anything else. And except when I got suspended for, you know, uh, a movement march. That was in the sixth grade. But it was it was because she had to come talk to the principal. But she still didn't punish me because I was standing up for what was right. Now, listen, you got to grab this. Now, what ended up happening... My grandmother, one day I asked her one night, by that time I was in the 10th grade, I said, Mom, and my, and, and my sister slash auntie, she had just went off to college that year. So it was just me and my grandma now by ourselves at home. And my granddad went, uh, 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 you know, Monday through Thursday, well, Sunday through Thursday. I said, Mom, I said, why you don't, you don't be concerned, you know, when I go out here by myself, 
to these games, uh, you know, with my friends, Brenda Kellogg. And my grandma said these simple words. God sits high and he looks low. And he see everything you do, Alfredo. Everything. Because I was concerned that she ain't worrying about me out there doing wrong. She said, I don't have to see you, but God sees you. Okay, that's number one stress releaser. If you ever purpose in your mind that everything you do, every time you say, God not only sees you, but he hears you. He hears you when you give nasty, negative advice to people. Oh, God, help me today. He hears you. He sees you. Everything you do. That's why by the time I was 18, 19, I walked under a spirit of conviction. Things that I did, the worst things I did in the ball of confusion. Of course, grief will make you do things. Because when my grandma passed, you know, I was grieving. And so I began to search for love in, in, in the arms of, of a brother. I thought somebody could substitute this heartache, this feeling. But I came to realize, no, they can't. And all it did was made me convicted. Because every time a man touched me that was not my husband, it vexed my spirit so bad. And I used to say, God sitting high, he looking at me with my nasty self. And so I, I would go in the bathroom and repent. And, and, and I just I just couldn't keep living like that. Oh, I hope somebody grabbed this. When you get to a place, you won't stress when your life is not defined by people, is what I'm saying. When your life is defined by your relationship with God. And this ain't about running in and out no church. Because at this age, I wasn't doing that. Hello. But it was seared in my mind. And this is how you de-stress yourself. You got to make a choice. Are you going to live for the people? Because the people will always keep you stressed. The people will always keep you stressed. The people will always keep you stressed. You know why? Because they didn't even please God. God said man in himself is never satisfied. So if the people ain't never satisfied, this God saying this. What make you think people going to satisfy you? It's going to always be some people who don't walk right, who don't talk right. Who, and you're going to walk around and just fall out with the whole world? Really? So, you know, I, 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 I realized who was the center of my choice. That's why a lot of stuff folks used to stress out about. I'm not stressing out about it because God is in control. I'm not in control. See, that's why I said you can tell controlling spirits, and I ain't never like them. And that's why a lot of people couldn't like me, because they think, because they tell me to come, I need to come. I need to jump up and down, because they need me to jump up and down. I need to do the Y2, because they, no, I don't. They're not in the head of my life. I'm not even the head of my life. I don't control me. And so I be sitting back trying to figure out how somebody think they can control me when I'm not in control of my life. I'm in control of my conduct and my character. Hello. It's a big difference. But God is in control of my life. God has been the head of my life 
from the time I can recall getting a relationship with God. See, and going to church does not give you a relationship with God. Oh, I hope somebody grabbed this message. You want to be liberated. You want to stop being stressed out about what other people think and what other people feel and what other people say. I told that person, I said, girl, if I could be, if I was defined by what they said, I said, let me tell you something. I would have rolled over and folded over a long time ago. Okay. I said, if I could, I can't even count the people. I'm telling you, when I say the number is surmountable, I said, the people. When I promise you, I know, and I'm talking about different people. It'll take your hands, my hands, and a whole lot of other people's hands and fingers and toes to tell you from far back as I can remember. When I'm talking about school teachers, counselors, church people, school people, neighbors, this has been a constant. That's what Alfreda, what's wrong with them? I said, listen. I'm not God and I can't answer that. They said, but it's to the point now people say they told me they hate to see them coming because that's all they're going to bring up. I said, well, you know what? All I could tell you is what I'm finna tell you number two is. <laughs> the first one, remember, God sits high. He looks low. Number two. Be not deceived. God is not mocked. Whatsoever a man soweth or woman, that shall they also reap. I said, listen, when people don't know what, when, how, who, where, which way to go and why, that's considered indecisive. And some people have been indecisive for years. They don't know what they want to do with their life. They don't know what they want to do with their life. You know, some people, their life is like a contract. They know when I graduate from high school, this is what I want to do. I remember I, I wanted to be a property manager. And I was on Section 8. And the people said to me, they said, uh, well, we got this self-sufficiency program. But to get in this program, and we're going to help you if you want to be a first-time home buyer. But in this program, you got to set a goal. And at that time, I was assistant property manager. And I had got my feet wet, and I said, I like this. And so she said, okay, well, do you want to go from that? And, and I said, yes. And so in the meantime, in between time, I had to eliminate the distractions See, this is what a lot of time people don't do. They love, they telephone, and they will stay on there. I, I realize that. I know I like to talk. And people say I like to talk, but they don't never say why they holding on four, five, six, seven, eight hours sometimes listening to me talk. Because what they talking about, it ain't about me. If I had to sit on my phone and listen to what other people talk about, I wouldn't talk long. I promise you that. Because they ain't talk about nothing. So, I, you know, this is the thing. See, I learned to eliminate distractions. Because distractions can make you reap stuff you don't even need to reap in your life. And so one thing I told them, but I've never been the one. Listen, you got to grab this. 
I have never, not with my grandkids and not before I had grandkids and not with my own kids. I'm not sitting down talking about nobody parent, not even myself, because this is the thing I learned. Whatever you reap, you're going to sow it. I promise you that. You can call it karma. Whatever your purpose in life. Listen, you got to grab this. I'm trying to teach you how to avoid stressing over what they say. This is where you need tunnel vision with that main line straight to God. Cause if and, and then you might can put some pills down. You might can come out from one uh, uh, that one two three step program. I'm just saying, because when you, cause let me tell y'all something. I'm gonna tell y'all something for real, for real. I understand the mythology of the world system. What they're teaching a lot of people now. You know, they teach them these step plans. They teach them to do this. But you know what I came to realize? And I'm I'm just talking about through observation. I'm not knocking that they're not effective in some shape, form, or fashion. But most of them people that I've known been in them programs, they never got completely healed. Because, see, this is the thing. I don't think people get the concept. I think our greatest healing Begins within. See, this is what I think the shift need to go into this therapy is to teach people how to do self-examination. But they, they got this concept to explore. Why do all these people make you feel this way? Why do people treat you this way? See, in the focus, it's in the wrong direction. Because everybody, number three, I want to give you everybody. To avoid stressing over what they say. You can rest assured. Everyone has a judgment day. Oh God help me today. Everyone has a judgment day. What does that mean? That means a whole lot. That means nobody can ever, ever, ever say anything. Do anything. And not give an account for it. This is beyond the second one. This is beyond karma. Okay, karma is what we get. And I'm going to use that term because people don't get the depthness. See, when I say uh, you're going to reap what you sow, God is not mocked. They don't understand that real deep. That's so deep. If you if you really grasp that, you will be in your Bible trying to dig out every scripture to figure out what must I do to be saved. If you re- if you really understood, be not deceived. God is not mocked whatsoever. You sow, you shall also reap. You will never hate again. It don't matter how nobody treated you. You will never fall out with nobody again. It don't matter how they treated you. You will never walk around with hatred in your heart. It don't matter how they treated you. If you understood that. But see, we done migrated to this simplicity of karma. And it's like, oh, people, I get that karma. You think it's that simple? (laughs) You think it's that simple? When you sit down and you teach your kids how to hate their elders, when you teach your kids how to disrespect their parents, you you think karma is that simple? No. Ain't that simple. 
That means that child, you just put that child in a position to reap what they sow. I'm just saying. They're going to reap that. They're going to reap that. And God is sitting high. And he's looking low. And he's listening. And he's seeing. Now, when we move to number three. The judgment day. For every ounce of karma you don't receive on earth, you're going to face it again on judgment day. Every wrong thing you ever did, every wrong thing you ever said, and make no mistake, don't never let the devil deceive you to think that there is not a judgment day. Everybody got a judgment day. And when you start operating under these three tips that I gave you, it'll shift your life to a place. And people may be saying, but how can I do that? Get unstuck. It's easy to do. When you get your pride out the way. When you get your pride out the way, when your pride says, well, I ain't finna forget them, cause they did this, uh-uh, uh, my daddy was never there, or uh, my mama was like this, or uh, my mama did this, or uh, my auntie did that, or uh, my uncle did that, oh, 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 wait, we ain't got to the siblings, oh, man, I ain't forgiving my brother, my brother said this, my sister said that, my sister did this, my, every time. You allow that pride. for. That's why I say I don't fall out with nobody. It ain't a person that I don't choose that I can call. Now, they may not answer my call, but it's all right. Because <laughs> you know what? I've been liberated from a teenager. See, these grown folks stuck and they stuck on they stuck stuff. This is the thing about me. Everything that I was taught that was good and wholesome to do, I held on to it. Now, you got some people, they don't care what they taught. They don't care. They might have been taught to keep a clean house. They get grown. They don't care about that. They don't understand the concept cleanliness is next to godliness. It's, 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 it's way deeper than, than, the, than, the, than the domestic duties of the house. It's a liberation in your spirit. Oh, God, help me today. See, keeping a clean house is a liberation in your spirit. So so when people miss the concept, I can pretty much tell you, even though a person can be strong, they're going to have a lot of underlying weaknesses. I'm just saying that appeal won't help. Some people just need to get up and really thoroughly clean their house. Then you got some people, they'll keep kitchen and baths. But congestion. Congestion is a is a is an outward appearance of an inward condition. And I guarantee you, most people whose houses are cluttered and congested, they usually have diabetes, they usually have high blood pressure. They they gonna have some inward physical conditions. And I'm telling y'all, listen, I, this these what I'm telling you. I've experienced. So I'm I'm talking to you from experienced. I didn't stress a lot when I came home because home was in such a way that the environment 
was so clean, serene, and decorated to where it just made me feel I'm at the best place in the world. I'm, I'm, I'm in a place better than the best hotel. Any vacation anybody could take. I didn't need vacations because I was like, well, I'm going to stay better than what I got set up. I didn't have to run away from my house. You ever met them people? They get to your house and they sit for hours and hours and hours and hours. Like they don't know how to go home, don't have no home. Most of the time, it's because they don't like being at home. Hello? So what do we do to avoid stressing over what other people say? Even what you say to yourself. Sometimes what you say to yourself can stress yourself out worse than other people. Again, I want to give you these three tools. No matter what somebody say about you or what somebody do that you feel is against you, nobody does anything against nobody in the spirit realm. When you grab this and you really grab this, nothing is never lost in spirit. Nothing is never lost in the spirit. Let me repeat this. Nothing is never lost in the spirit. Because this is what happens when you get in the spirit realm. The, the word of God said that the, that the earth is God and the fullness thereof and everything that dwells therein. So what that means, everything already belongs to God. So you ain't lose nothing because it wasn't ours. Okay, hello. We like to state claims. And we, and we think because we become vessels of parentals, parental rights, that we own. We don't own nothing on this earth. Everything belongs to God. This is what a concept of studying comes in. Nothing belongs to us. You ever heard people say, well, I dedicated my children back to God. Well, you know what? They already was his. See, and for you to sit in a delusion that if you think human beings are responsible for heaven and judgment and hell, this thing bigger than us, people. And it's way bigger than us. And this is why, in spite of all the religious denominations I ventured, let me tell y'all something. It wasn't a one that could stop me from believing in the omnipresence of God. Not a one. Not a one could stop me from believing in the omnipresence of God. It didn't matter what, how many heartaches I had, how many hurts. I never stopped believing in God. You know why? Because I learned that prayer changes things at nine years old. And when I learned that, I knew that it was a power way bigger than people. Oh, I hope somebody grabbed that. There's a power way bigger than people. When you can talk to your God in your secret closet and you can, you can ask God to give you something, ain't no people around to hear you ask God for this, but yet he manifested and allowed people to come forth and, and, and be a blessing. Who cannot believe that there is a God? Wasn't nobody, wasn't nobody around when I first had my encounter. And that's why I remember when my mother came to the funeral, 
in in 1969 and I asked her was 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 something it was something different about me and see when you know that's why I said when you know you can talk talk to an ominous presence unseen force and they manifest to you manifest you don't doubt. I don't know how many of y'all have watched the Netflix series Manifest. Let me tell you one of the most profound things I enjoyed about watching Manifest. Because whoever wrote this enlightened people, there is seriously a power bigger than us on earth. It really is. And it'll lead you and it'll guide you. Sometimes you may not always be on cue with the with the discernment. That's what's called discerning. Those are listed in the gifts of the spirit. First Corinthians. 12th chapter. And then it picks up again in first Corinthians 14. But let me tell you, it starts out in that chapter and say, do not be ignorant. And so many people are in ignorance. Because today they want to believe the calling. And tomorrow they want to bump the calling. But let me tell you something. The callings are real. And people have different callings. But but the callings are bigger than earthly people. What I'm trying to get you to understand. And so even no matter what Mick and, and, and her brother went through. Even when they was off, off, off center sometime. The most important thing was this. They knew it was a power. Even the scientists. Everybody from every walk of life. That was on that plane. Realized. There's a force bigger than people. And this is when you got to get to a place. To accept is you going to be for the people. Or you going to be for what's bigger than people. Because people will keep you stressed out. I'm just saying Hello. But when you operate in understanding God sits high, he looks low. He hears every every good, every every evil, every stinking thing. And so I was saying to the person the other day, all I tell people now is pray for that person. They said, but everywhere, everywhere they go, everybody got the same report. Your name got to come up. If your name don't come, and they said they so sick of it. I said, let me tell you something, though. That's something I have no control over. And I realized I didn't have control over it a long time ago. I, 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 all I know to say is just pray. Because, see, I know who my God is. My mama not my God. My children not my God. My daddy wasn't my God. My grandmama or my granddaddy, I only serve one God. And one thing I learned as a child about human beings, we make mistakes. We make mistakes. We, we, we have to learn better to do better. And we human. But you know, it only applies to me, seem like, when people get caught in their own wrongs. 
They love to say then, well, nobody's perfect. Well, you need to apply that to everybody you in your feelings about. Hello? I'm just saying. Don't be a hypocrite. Don't be a hypocrite. And so so when I learned that everybody done sin and we all have fallen short of the glory of God, I don't have no judgment seat. That's why I say I, you, I don't have a heaven and a hell. You don't got to never worry about sitting in my judgment seat. And I'm not glorifying anybody because to me, all my glory belongs to God. Now, I will give honor where honor is due because the Bible encourages us to do that. But if you ain't did nothing to receive no honor, don't expect me to give you any. I'm just saying. And when people don't give me none, guess what? I don't get mad at them. I'm not falling out with them. That's between them and God. Because one thing about it, he's not mocked. You sit out hatred, <laughs> you're going to receive that. I don't know who it's going to come from. And that's not for me to say. Because I'm not nobody judge, jury. And I don't have a heaven or hell. But I do know this. Love is the greatest gift. And when I seriously say I love people, I, when I promise you, when I lay down at night, there is nothing, nothing, nothing in my heart against anybody. I don't even want to go to sleep holding nothing in my heart. And so people have asked me, you know, how can you just let stuff go? How can you? I said, because look, people don't belong to me. Why am I going to hate people that don't even belong to me? We all belong to God. That's why I promote what did God say? The earth is God and the fullness thereof and everything. Everything that dwells therein. This stuff ain't mine. My children ain't mine. I'm just a vessel. I just brought them in the world. I carried them in my womb. I gave them what God mandated me to do. And that's life. He put them in my womb because he know I would not abort them. And I would grant them that ability that they can come in this world. And after that, they was purpose driven by God. I don't get it twisted. They man, when we say my children, well, we know that's why I said these things are overrated. People want to be their own gods. And many of them are. And I ain't never seen so many people. I mean, they children and they grandchildren are literally their gods. They move, they mandate, they don't do nothing without their feelings being a factor. Hello. And you need to thank God said, I'm just telling you, we shall have no other gods before him because he's a jealous God. And he said, for that cause, this, see, people get this studying stuff twisted. He said, for that cause, I'm visiting the iniquity to the third and the fourth generation. Because not because people sin, but because they made other people their gods. Hello. I'm just telling you what did God say. God sits high and he looks low. He sees and he knows. Listen, if you want to have other gods before him, I'm not knocking nobody from doing that. I've witnessed that 
pretty much all my life. I've witnessed people make other things more important than God. But I keep maneuvering and I do me. Because see, once I got to an age and stage, that's why I ran away from this platform for many years. Because I used to watch people and I said, God, you know, I'm one mouthpiece among many. And the many people that already got mouthpieces and people out here, they ain't listening to them. All these preachers done passed before their ears. All these people go to church. They ain't listening to them. And you assigning me to do this? My God. But then that's why I had to get in a place. And people had to keep coming past by the way. And they said, you come to this earth for purpose. And you need to stop running. And so I had to get in a place with God. That's why I say I, take, I, 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 I do not take what I do for WDGS lightly. Trust that. There is no way I would play with me knowing God the way I do. When I come before you and I say what I say, trust me, as a minister, as an author, whatever I'm, I'm led to write in them books, it's not for competition. It's not to compete. It's not to outdo. It's not even to outsell. If it was left up to me, I'd give them all away for free. And when it was a mandate for me to begin to write, I said, God, I don't even like English, nor do I like typing. And I never, ever, ever thought as much as now I love reading. And I buy in a whole lot of other people books. But I never thought maybe a poet, because I used to love poetry, but never an author. That wasn't, that wasn't in my description. I just want to be a property manager. I love meeting people, engaging with people, making sure people had a good, decent place to move and live and stay. I really enjoyed that work. Until it started taking a toll. I didn't realize a sit-down job could break your body down. But see, that's why the Bible said, and, and this is how I have to make peace. I go to God's word for everything. I said, well, God, how would me a sit-down job going to break my body down? And the word of God said, because it wasn't in moderation. I said, let all things be done in moderation. We get these jobs, and we be on them. And listen to me. I would sit at my desk sometime, literally, and it's sad to say, eight hours, and I wouldn't get up and scratch and walk. It just depended on what I was doing. I didn't realize the effect of the extremities on my back, on my ankles, more than anything, because I'm sitting there with some high heel shoes on uh, and, 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 and just in that position. Five hours was was, was easy thing for me. I get to work at nine and, and, and we usually take lunch maybe one or two because we didn't go, you know, when the average people went. Because when they went to lunch, we wanted to be available. Then I might get up. We might take lunch. Sometimes people get to rush it in. And by the time we finish the lunch, it may be two o'clock, sometimes two thirty. So we really get busy 
And so from 9 to 10, 10, 11, 11 to 12, three hours, you know, that went long to see. But before I could, I could, we could do anything, that's when our crowd would come from 12 to between 12, 1 to 2. So I might be there to at least 3 o'clock before I just really get up and just do any walking, walking other than to go to the bathroom. And this was a schedule I had for years. And I treated my body like that. And I didn't realize a sit-down job. Because people used to come and say, girl, you got it easy. And I thought the same thing. And so when I had to go for medical reasons, then that's when even the judge said, well, we can't give you a job easier than what you had. So therefore, we just going to have to, you know, place you in a disability. I didn't want that little bitty chick. I really wanted to keep working because I was making three, four, five times the amount of money that they give me once a doggone month. Who want that? I'm just saying. But what I had to learn to do, as I've always done, is adjust. That's a word. It's called adjust. So I had to adjust to the little bit of money. I had to adjust. And so when I was sitting home and I was still waiting on the approval in 2017. And that's when the Lord said, I want you to. Now, 2015 is when he put in my spirit. What did God say? Ministry. That's when I got my first, when I got my EIN. And I was sitting there. And so God said. Now I want you to birth it. This is why I say you can, you want to live stress free. Get on purpose. When you get in purpose, you don't you you don't sit there and overwhelm your mind about what other people doing, what they did, when they did it, how they did it. That's why I say I I can't imagine waking up every day, everywhere I go, I got to bring up somebody. I got to worry about what they do. I got to worry about what I mean. To me, that is a, you ain't even begin to live your own life. That's a person that lives in the shadow. When you get up and you worry every day and you every conversation, you in the shadows. You ain't never live your own life. Never. And this is the thing, no matter how many old I am, that was one of the heart, heart, hearted things that with my auntie, I feel all her life. She lived in the shadows of two of her sisters and whatever they dictated, whatever they did, whatever they said. That was some of the time me and her start clashing when she got up with them. I don't care what they doing. I don't care what nobody doing. My name is Freedom. And I listen to God. And I pray that everybody get to that place. Because the earth is God's. It ain't the people and the fullness thereof and everything that dwells there. People do not sit high and look low unless they looking out a skyscraper. I'm just saying hello. But God sits high above the clouds. And he can look low. And my grandmama said, whatever you do, God see you. God see you. God see you. 
And so I made peace with that. People think they come in my house and took something that I need to fall out with them about. Look, God saw you. God saw you. I don't got to fret about that. And everything God sees that we do, we're going to answer to it. We And that's why I can't understand why people want to fall out with folks and point fingers. Examine your own life. Look at yourself and sit down and say, what did I do? What did I didn't do? What did I teach my children? Did I teach them hate? Did I teach them to be to disrespect their elders? Did I teach them? See, that's what I do. And you know, I can't I can't control what they do because they grown. But if they feel like they hate their daddies, that ain't on me. That ain't got nothing to do with me. I promise you. I don't care who want to blame me. I Listen, that's something I just don't eat. Because you don't have to hate nobody. It don't got nothing to do with whether they was there or not. Hate is a voluntary choice. Just like love. They are voluntary choices. I know people who love their parents. And their parents is homeless on the street. And I knew it from a little girl. When we were little children, people used to love their parents. And, and I remember this lady, we used to help every, every weekend to, to walk her down the street to her house because she would always fall in the ditch from being drunk. You don't hear me now. She wasn't there for her kids. She would go and get up early and go drink. And be gone all day. And it took the oldest child. But even in that, you know what? Her oldest child never hated her. They had to sit there and raise them kids. And that's why I say you don't have to hate. Hate is a choice. Just like love. If you choose to hate, that just says something about who you are. And anybody who like that, they need another thing to look for good to follow them. It just don't happen that way. That's karma. Be not deceived. God is not mocked. And this is the thing about life. The Bible says whatever measure you give it out, you don't know if that's how it's going to come back. Just because you stole $10 don't mean that somebody ain't going to steal 10000 from you. I'm just saying. If it's your life is to a point, I appeal to your thought process. Because anybody that's grown, that's tuned into these podcasts, or if you're not grown, listen to me. If you don't hear nothing else, I say, trust and believe God is real. And judgment day is too. And if we don't get it on this side of the dirt, on this earth, it's going to still happen. That's why it behooves me to love everybody. That's why it behooves me to treat people right. That's why it behooves me that no matter what somebody say, I'm going to obey God first. I'm not, See, because when you love God, that's why the Bible said, I'm going to put the pen in the podcast. I mean, social media platform. When the Bible says, get this. The greatest commandments 
to love the Lord thy God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your might. That's the only way. And then it said, and the second one, that's the first one. And the second one, it says, and to love your neighbor as yourself. What does that mean? See, see, when you get the loving God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your might, everything you do, you're going to begin to acknowledge him. God, what must I do today? Even when I used to work and punch a clock, some of the days I would get up, I had a routine, I lay still and I pray for an hour. And I hope I don't fall back to sleep in a deep sleep. And then I would get up, I take my shower, and I, I but before then I would sit there and read my scripture in the reading room. Because, you know, I'm, I'm regular, so every morning when I'm sitting there, that's my regular routine every morning. And I thank God that my system is like that. And while I'm sitting there, I would read the word. I had a little table in there with my Bible. And sometime when I finish, the spirit may say, you need to call in today and stay in my presence. Not take a vacation. Not go out to eat and rip and run and all them places that people like to go, which I don't knock them. But to just stay in my presence today, Alfredo. I need to give you a word. And so I would call in just to be in the presence of God. But you got people that are calling in because they too drunk to go to work. They stayed up too late watching TV. Or they just was up. But I used to call in to make time in the presence of God. I love God like that with all my heart, with all my soul, and with all my might. And when, we, and when people come wonder, how she get this strength to keep going and going? It's not me. And that's why they got it all twisted for so many years. Why they talking about me and putting their mouth on me. They so blinded by worry about me. Why you worry about me? Why you worry about me? What you need to go and do is bend your knees. Because see, what kept me going was getting in the presence of God. I got a simple formula. I'm just saying. It ain't complicated. I do nothing no grand. I don't have a whole slew of acclimates. I just love being in the presence of God. And I just love loving God with all my heart, with all my soul, and with all my might. And it's then it's when you learn to love your neighbor as yourself. People don't even understand what that means. That means you can't never mistreat your, anybody else if you love yourself. If you don't love yourself if you mistreat other people. It doesn't matter if it's your mama, your daddy, your sister, your brother, your auntie, your uncle. If you hate anybody, that means you hate yourself too. Oh, I hope somebody grabbed this. See, that's a whole nother portion of my teaching on how to always love. That's why sometimes it gets so, so, so overwhelming in me. When I get in the presence, in the prostrate position with God, I don't have time to stress and worry about what they say and what somebody say and what they feel and what they don't feel. They ain't got no heaven or hell to put you in on me. Now, if you choose to sit down and stress out about it and spin your heels, listen, all I can say, 
is I pray that you learn to love yourself. And that you love God more than anything. Because when you learn to love God, listen to me. And you don't have no other gods before him. None. And you understand the earth is his and everything that dwells there in it. Nothing in this world belongs to us. Everything we get our hands on, the, the people we know, is all temporary. That's why I, 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 I don't trip out the way people do about a lot of things. Because they in their feelings, their flesh, their hormones, testosterone, their ego, and their pride. Most people are mandated to move in this earth on those particular, I call them feelings. They get caught in their feelings. And see, what? just because you feel a thing don't make you right. And so what the feelings are activated by, the ego, the pride, the Bible says, the pride of life. Hormones. That's why they talk about hormone imbalance, estrogen, testosterone. Most people, that, that's, that's, that's how they formulate their coexistence. It's not spiritual. None of that has nothing to do with God. It's not a spiritual position. And that's why I want a lot of people say, oh, she always got her. I Absolutely. Because if I follow people, I'll be stressed out too. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> I live in a stress zone. I'm just saying. Because you won't know where to cut it off. Because people always got their inserts and inputs. Hello. But listen to me. Hmm, my God. I didn't expect the duration, but let me say this. If you want to avoid stressing over what they say, remember those three things. God sits high and looks low, number one. He sees everything. He even sees everything you do and everything somebody do to you. He hears. He sees and he knows, and he hears everything we say. That's why he said, by our words, we are justified. And by our words, we are condemned. A lot of people don't know the things they have said is what's condemning their lives right now. The things they have said. The ill advice that they have given. The jacked up, messed up, tore up attitudes. And when they display this kind of stuff, oh, God, help me today. And then things happen. They expect you to have some compassion and understanding. See, that's that, that's that, that's that humanness. That's that testosterone, estrogen, and all this stuff. And God is always ever present trying to get people to understand. I am God. You ain't nobody God. I'm God. And I give it thee the breaths of life. I'm the reason. You want to buck up against God? Let me tell y'all something. I ain't stupid. I ain't nearby stupid. And I'm not ignorant. 
And I know my arms and, and, and your arms and a thousand other people's arms is not long enough for me to even try to box with God. See, that's, that's what I'm saying. It's a character. It's a side effect. And, it, and, and, and what it is, it's when people don't want to humble. Oh, God, help me today. See, you got the humble. All this stuff, everybody want to be a big, bad wolf. Everybody. I ain't never seen so many people with, oh, nasty attitude. They want to fight. They want to hurt. They want to get mad. Why? You ain't create this world. You ain't create this earth. You can't even probably keep your grass green in your own yard. But you think you're supposed to run everything? See, that's a spirit of pride. That's why I'm telling y'all. These things get, I'm telling you, this, this, this stuff ain't got nothing to do with God. And if you sit down and listen to people, they will stress you. They will stress you and they'll have your life in a mess. How to avoid stressing over what they say. You got to know your God is bigger than they. And that everything they do out of order. God watching them. You got to know number two. Be not deceived. Look that word up. God is not mocked whatsoever. A man soweth. You going to reap it. And this is my prayer for people. That when you're reaping season. God will give you the strength to go through it. I hope your life is converted. This is what I used to say for my own self. <laughs> I'm just keeping it real. For real, y'all. I used to say, Lord, see, when I understand the revelation from something, and the Lord had given me that scripture, you know, and I was about, you know, I'm talking about when I say a deep revelation, I was about 21, 22. And I said, Lord, I know I'm going to have to reap a whole lot of stuff that I did, stupid and ignorance, out of order. And I said, but God, you know, when my reaping time comes upon me, at least let it be when I'm in a place that I have strength and resilience. And that I, I, I did. I used to say that I'm, I'm, I don't cross back. I don't cross back over to where I should have been. That I'm saved. That I'm sanctified. That I'm covered under the blood. You know, Lord, when, whenever my reaping time come, then what I used to say to God, let me be strong enough to handle it. Have my life in a place that I'm strong enough to endure it. See, because I'm not exempt. None of us are exempt from reaping what we sow. You ain't never too cute. You ain't never too educated. You ain't never got enough money to not reap what you sow. Hello. I just pray that people be in a place. Because if you ain't in no good place to reap what you sow, let me tell you, the devil will make you lose your mind and take your life. I'm just saying, hello. But be not deceived. God is not mocked. That's why I live the way I live now. Because I felt that I got to a place by the time I was 40 years old, at least, at least 40, maybe a few years, but at least 40. Well, I didn't want to put nothing on my plate 
that I got to reap it. I didn't want to sow no bad seeds. I didn't want to do no karma thing. I, I just I just moved forward and said, God, whatever happened in my life, help me. I feel that my path is clean. You know, I, I, I'm not living, you know, out here doing things the way I used to do. Then, then God, I, I just hope that my slate is clean. But there's some stuff that come back up. Every now and then, I say, okay, God. And you know how I handle it? Well, there's some of my reaping. But I'm in a place now that I'm strong enough and I'm wise enough that I can handle it without falling apart. I'm just saying. Karma. Reaping. Sowing. When you get that, you'll never fall out with nobody. Because nobody can ever do anything to you. That they not doing to their own self. That's what it means. Whatever they put out is coming back to them. How they going to handle it? Hello. And the last one. Remember, everyone has a judgment day. Everyone has a judgment day. Everyone has a judgment day. <coughs> Whatever wrong that you think somebody getting by with and nobody's getting by with it. When God said, vengeance is mine, I will repay. If they don't see it on earth, it definitely will be judgment day. But God going to repay people. And when we really get that, you'll never want to hurt anybody. That's not ours to do. We didn't give a, a single human being the breaths of life. Even when women carry babies in the womb, they didn't give them that breath of life. They didn't do that. That breath of life is due to God. That's why you got some people that have a baby and the baby don't survive. Some babies pass away in the womb. Not aborted, but I mean pass away in the womb. And I'm a firm believer everything we do, we're going to see it again. If we don't see it on earth, we're going to see it at judgment. And that's why sometimes I be sitting back. That's, I got to say this before I put a pen and I be observing. How can somebody have attitudes? How can somebody be unforgiving? How can somebody be hateful? When you know the things that you've done on your pathway, you're going to have to answer to. You need to turn it around, baby. And start being nice and kind and loving to everybody. I'm just saying. Regardless of what you're feeling, what you're thinking. To clean up some of the, the things that the secret sins, what, what the Bible call them, the secret sins, the presumptuous sins, the sins that you knew you did that you think other people should know. Hello. Because you're going to see them again. Make no mistake. Because God is not a liar. He said he's not a man that should lie, nor the son of man that he should repent. If he said it, it's going to come to pass. That's why I don't understand how people can't teach their children how to be respectful. Because it's going to come to pass. He said a disobedient child. That's what the words say. What's short in their days? That's why I used to tell people, I'm not going to teach them to be disrespectful. Teach them to be disobedient. Not to their daddy or to me. It's not about whether he present or absent. It's about the moral principle of this biblical scripture. I'm not finna let you do it and, and, and think I'm going to teach it to you. I'm not teaching you that. 
Now, once you get on your own and you grown, that's between you and God. But I'm not going to teach it to you. I'm not going to teach you to be disrespectful. I'm not doing that. Because I used to tell people that. They didn't hear me. I said, because the longer I teach my, if I teach my kids to be disrespectful to me, even to me, I'm not teaching you to disrespect me. There was a method and a reason for that. The same reason I learned. Because if I teach you to disrespect me as your mother, I'm helping you shorten your days. Hello? I'm helping you. And I'm not finna help you do that. I, w- I love you and I want you to live a long life. So I'm not going to la- allow you to disrespect me. Because if I allow you to disrespect me, then I'm allowing you to hurt your own life. Because you're going to shorten your days. And I don't think people get that concept. And it's even worse when people teach children to dislike their grandparents. Oh, they really get on a danger zone. Because this is what you learn that you may not know. The Bible says that an elder is due double honor. So your mama and daddy is due a single honor. But an elderly person and a grandparent is due double honor. And when people teach, I be looking at people sometimes and God said, don't put your mouth on that. Don't put your mouth on that. Because you done told them. And I ain't badgering nobody. I'm just like God. I ain't badgering nobody. I'm going to say it. And I'm going to put it out there. Just like the Bible. The Bible out there. People don't want to honor it. That's between them and God. I ain't in no trying to control and make nobody do nothing, Caesar. I'm just going to put it out there. And it's up to us. I'm not exempt. It's up to me, too. It's up to me, too. It's up to us. So may the blessings from heaven flow, flow, flow down into your lives. Meet all of your needs, even the things your heart desires. And I just pray your heart really desires to please God. To please God. And may you continue to prosper and be in good health. Even as your soul prosper. And until the next upload. That the Holy Spirit lead me to download. May the words of my mouth come from the meditation of my heart. Be acceptable in the sight of God. Because this is this a, this a platform y'all can tune out and tune off if you choose to. <laughs> That's why I say I'm not going to stress about what they say. I want my words to be acceptable to God. Oh Lord, my strength and my redeemer. It's time not for people. Being people pleasers more than pleasing God. It just ain't that serious for me no more. I do believe there's going to be a war. And not just a rumor of war. And with this war thing, let me tell you, I got to say this real quick. I keep seeing people rushing me. And trying to get somewhere under somebody that they're going to need 
to survive. That's why it's no time. You got to be careful nowadays how you treat anybody. Because when a wartime comes, listen to me. Listen, you got to get this. That's when people, you know why I think God have to allow wars? Because people be caught up with too much hate. And see, when a war comes, you know what? It'll script the whole country down that none of us won't have nothing. We all out here trying to survive. Because with all these blessings that people have every day, the comfort of their homes, their cars, they murmur, complain, and they harbor and hold hatred and unforgiveness. Now, when a war comes and all that stuff is dissipated and blowed up and, and tarshed, fight, fight, all this stuff, we, we script down to nothing, but we got to rely on each other for survival. And it's sad that God will allow what he created to come to that place because people have such an unforgiving and, and stiff neck and hard-hearted heart. But if you go and do the research on Ukraine, see that's why I say I, 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 it, this thing be bigger than what y'all looking at. Those people, they were so much against one another. There was mothers and daughters against one another, fathers and sons. That country had became such a bite biter. Just everybody doing what they doing. And so this is what's become the result. And then the survivors that are left. That's why I say, you think my life is more important to live, breathe, laugh and love. Then to try to hold something in my heart about somebody that they got to stand before God and be judged for anyway. Hello, I'm just saying. <laughs> and as always, may you continue to prosper and be in good health, even as your soul prosper. God blessings to each and every one of you. And may you continue to avoid stressing over what they say. Listen, God has the final authority. And trust me, he going to have the final word on Judgment Day. Amen. God bless and bye for now.